very much. Looking forward to exploration next Tuesday afternoon at 2. Keep up the good work, and thank you. Okay, thank you. We got that last call. We got the 20th call. Thank you, uh, KPFA listeners. You're listening to KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, KFCF in Fresno at 88.1 FM, all the time at kpfa.org. Time now for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule learned in school get your money every friday happy endings are the rule so divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw today. Today is a Tuesday. If it's Tuesday, it's got to be me, right? (laughs) I have premiums to offer. Oh, because it's a marathon, but oh, golly, what a week it's been. Political pain, social sorrow. As the late Molly Ivan says, you got to laugh or you will go insane. I couldn't help it. I watched TV at 2 in the morning. Mitt happens. That's what it does. Uh, what a clown. Uh, I know that Mitch Romney does not represent our nation. Not yet anyway, but really, really. Oh, it's so embarrassing to be an American. He says... Israeli culture culture accounts for its economic success, while the problems of the Palestinians, their developmental uh, problems, are their own fault. Sure, right. I got it, I got it. Oscar Wilde said, To uh, believe that you can be rich and not act rich is to think you can be blind and not act blind. Believe me, as this uh, campaign heats up, you're going to see how uh, the rich guy is blind to the facts. Uh, Okay, you know how that goes. Privilege is blinding, and so is poverty. I don't know which is worse. Uh, Anyway, I hope you heard Sia Song this noon, because he's talking about a film that illustrates the concept of uh, our shared fate, you know, about uh, a commons. I grabbed one of my books on uh, something back in England. It was called The Enclosures. I think it was somewhere around, was it the 16th century, 18th? Anyway, uh, I'd forgotten. I remember all this stuff. I was in school once, and I did did, uh, study it, but... You know, the common good meant that you shared the fields, the lands. If you were starving, you could go glean in the fields. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, at least in the corners of the fields. But then they closed them. They they made fences. The privatization of property today. You know, uh, pretty soon it'll be the complete privatization of uh, information. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, madness, madness. I wanted to I wanted to tell you about a movie before I got into my premium here. Once again, I've got too many things. I've got to stop that. I've got to learn how to focus. I I uh I know that um some of you can't afford to join free speech radio. Uh you can subscribe to this progressive institution, this idiosyncratic organization. Oh, we began back in 1949 when Lou Hill and those other war resistors decided to ask the community direct to support the voice of liberal media. What an idea, concept. You know, to pay for something you can get for free. Amazing, but it still works. My God, it works. People still believe in the honor system. Before I get to my Toni Morrison premium, it's a book called Home, her latest. Oh, and a memoir of my own. I don't want to forget just this one movie. Maybe I should just do movies. Good Lord, it's so difficult when you only have half an hour. Anyway, I found a breakthrough movie. I just stumbled on it. Nobody told me about it. Of all the books and films and media messages I've seen in the past year, uh, and I have so many to talk about, a whole notebook full to tell you. But this one stunned me, took the top of my head off. Uh, it's titled Desert Flower, released in 2009, Desert Flower. And it is uh, okay. It's a movie. I think you could use it in high school. I'm always worried about that, whether or not teachers, you know, uh, can use these films because, as you know, uh, the sex and violence quotient is a big problem. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they they leave in the violence and take out the sex these days. I looked at Godfather last night and they left in all the violence, but they cut out the one shot of uh, Michael Corleone's beautiful young wife before she's blown up in a, by a car bomb. It's a beautiful shot of... Uh, her breasts, and I noticed they've neatly cut that out of the movie for years now. So they can show it on network TV. Never mind. The movie Desert Flower is all about FGM, female genital mutilation. Uh, the filmmakers have managed to combine this hideous, tragic human problem uh, with an upbeat story. They take a Somali woman, it's a true story, a woman who managed to get to London and find a life for herself as a supermodel. Uh, footnote here, uh, I don't have anything good to say for supermodels, but uh, they do represent the glamorous life. Uh, check out another movie called About Face on HBO. Anyway, this Somali woman has a childhood that is so horrific that I wouldn't have been able to watch except it's set in a landscape so beautiful, makes you catch your breath. Uh, then we see her later life, the grief, uh, all her pain and problems, but mitigated by her courage 
it is possible to enjoy this film. All the while you're learning about this ancient tradition of torture, the practice of castrating women to enforce a social control of their lives. Very simple. Um, you know, uh, private property. That's what they are, private property. The subject is seldom dealt with because it just overwhelms most people. Most of us can't take it. But this woman herself is so beautiful that no one will be sorry they saw this film. <laughs> anyway, the filmmaker is smart. He hooks people. As George Bernard Shaw once told us, if you're going to rebel against high-heeled shoes, be sure and do it in a very smart hat. You know how that is. Uh, you can't, you can't uh, rub people's nose in horror. They'll just run away. Uh, anyway, you can get Desert Flower on the Stars Network. That's S T A R Z. It's a cable network. Uh, if you have cable, you know you can just order the Stars Network, see the movie, and then cancel it. You know, cancel the network. I do that all the time. For HBO, Showtime, all those premium channels, you know. I just spend the weekend watching their best uh, movies and then uh, cancel them. That's less than we pay at the theater. Uh, in any case, um, I do want to get to the novel Home. Uh, let's see. It deals with the love of a brother and sister Tony Morrison's 10th novel, Awesome. And not, not about incest. It's uh, conceived in the tradition, oh, you remember the great George Eliot in the 19th century book called Mill on the Floss, in which a brother and sister, well, they die in the end, 19th century, you know, uh, but they are willing to sacrifice themselves f for the other. In this book, uh, the central character's manhood is defined by his capacity for love. Wow, gosh, that's a switch. <laughs> for profound commitment to a sibling, this guy gets to be a man. It's kind of the way a parent commits to a child. The central character is called, well, his name is Frank Money. They call him Smart Money. Love it. Toni Morrison always does wild things with the names of her characters. This guy is shattered by Korea. He has uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome big time. Think of Virginia Woolf's book, Mrs. Dalloway, uh, the one in which uh, Septimus kills himself, the young World War I veteran. Anyway, in Sula, Toni Morrison's novel Sula, there's a character called Shadrach. I think of the character in Home as an expansion of uh, Shadrach in Sula. He's, what is that, permanently shocked into madness by uh, the events of 1917. Um, Shadrach comes home after the war and, and uh, invents something called National Suicide Day. It's an annual ritual that uh, gives him uh, a formal recognition of uh, human pain. It's turned into a holiday or holy day. You know, blood rites become uh, official. It's like uh, 
you know, it's like all of the things. Think of Russia. There's a, a monument to the war every three miles, you know. Anyway, uh, in Home, the central character, Smart Money, is uh, almost completely out of, uh, well, out of the sane world because of his hallucinations, both auditory and visual. But he gets a letter from home, and it seems his sister's in dire trouble. She's been working for a doctor who's a geneticist. I won't tell you any more. The horror uh, is everywhere um, in uh, Toni Morrison's novel. There are no happy endings per se. Uh, the central character here, smart money, is still dealing with the death of his homeboys. Uh, that's bad enough. Uh, but the ultimate horror is his denial of his own worst crime. When he can finally accept that, and I'm not going to tell you about that, it would be a spoiler, I guess. When he can accept what he was capable of in the war, what we are all capable of, that can soften the nightmares and maybe lead to a kind of peace. Uh, it's interesting how we do that. I've thought about it all my life. Uh, we know that honesty is the work of a lifetime. Uh, to try to recognize that there are those what was it some poet used to say once there was a heart I broke and that I think is worse so much for masochism we have all done damage in our time even those of us who did not literally murder uh, each man kills the thing he loves you know that stuff but the self-hate that's a kind of suicide too uh, we know um it's about the face of the other, otherism, the lost part of ourselves that we see in the person, well, the person who's the other gender, or the other race, that kind of thing. Uh, only when we can accept our own dark side, uh, get past all our righteous denial, look at our own nature and the chaos and the fear and the dread and the anxiety and the shame and the guilt and the loss, all that mess can just go to the grave when we accept the truth about ourselves. Uh, I guess manhood and womanhood both, it's all about the truth, not the warts and all truth. Uh, I think the truth, well... It's the great mystery, Gandhi says, that the truth is God. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, each one of us has a truth, and we're lucky if we can get to the end of our lives uh, with at least a good, what is it, a good grasp of it. Uh, anyway, uh, the 80-year-old Toni Morrison is having a big celebration this September at the University of Virginia. I'm looking forward to that. I have here her Nobel laureate speech, which I hope I have time to read you a paragraph from. Tony Morrison's 1993 Nobel lecture. Oh, wow. I also have Racism and Fascism. You can look it up. It's real old. 1995 in the nation. It's a wonderful political spin 
from Toni Morrison about the forces of fascism and how they work. <laughs> look around. Educate yourself. Let's look at home. We have just a minute to do that. Uh, chapter 5 in Home. Let's just read a few little excerpts from Chapter 5 in Home. Smart Money is talking to himself, and he says, talking to the reader, he says, You are dead wrong if you think I was just scouting for a home with a bowl of sex in it. I wasn't. Something about her floored me, made me want to be good enough for her. Is that too hard for you to understand? Uh, truthfully, other than getting lucky, back in Kentucky, I've had only two regular women. I like the small, breakable thing inside each one. Whatever their personality, smarts, or looks, something soft lay inside each, like a bird's breastbone, shaped and chosen to wish on. A little V, thinner than bone, and lightly hinged, that I could break with a forefinger if I wanted to, but never did. Want to, I mean. Knowing it was there, hiding from me, was enough. It was the third woman who changed everything. In her company, the little wishbone V took up residence in my own chest and made itself at home. It was her forefinger that kept me on edge. I met her at a cleaner's late fall, it was. Ah... Sober as sunlight, I handed her my army issue and couldn't take my eyes away from hers. I must have looked the fool, but I didn't feel like one. I felt like I'd come home, finally. I'd been wandering, not totally homeless, but close, drinking, hanging out in music bars on Jackson Street, sleeping on the sofas of drinking buddies or outdoors. Betting my $43 of army pay in crap games and pool halls. When that was gone, I took quick day jobs until the next check came. I knew I needed help, but there wasn't any. With no army orders to follow or complain about, I ended up in the streets. I remember exactly why I hadn't had a drink in four days. Why I needed to dry clean my clothes. It was because of that morning when I walked over by a bridge. There was a crowd milling there along with an ambulance. When I got close enough, I saw a medic's arms holding a little girl vomiting water. Blood ran from her nose. A sadness hit me like a pile driver. My stomach fell and just the thought of whiskey made me want to heave. I rushed off feeling shaky. Spent a few nights on benches in the park until the cops ran me off on the fourth day. I caught my reflection in a store window. I thought it was somebody else. You know, some dirty, pitiful-looking guy. He looked like the me in a dream I kept having where I'm on a battlefield alone, nobody anywhere, silence everywhere. I keep walking, but I don't feel anybody at all. Right then I decided to clean up. To hell with the dreams. I needed to make my homeboys proud, be something other than a haunted, half-crazy drunk. So when I saw this woman at the cleaners, I was wide open for her. If it wasn't for that letter, that letter from Atlanta, 
I'd still be hanging from her apron strings. She had no competition in my mind, except for the horses, for a man's foot, my sister trembling under my arm. The horses are something he remembers from childhood when he saw the burial of a man uh, who died in a... <laughs> Let's call it a dog fight. I don't want to tell you the story because Toni Morrison is careful to hold off on the mystery. You really have to find out what has happened to this guy. Uh, as always, Toni Morrison gives us plenty of ghosts, plenty of spirits hovering uh People seen but not seen that kind of thing. Uh, Home is a short book, and it's what I would call, uh, it's kind of a synthesis. It's kind of a summing up. Whether or not this guy comes home, well, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, it's all about trying to find a place where we are recognized and I guess the word is known. Uh, it's curious how Toni Morrison really does manage to get inside of the heads of these men. I'm not sure. I guess we'd have to ask a man uh, whether or not her portraits of male pain are valid. Uh, hmm. I think, yes, Shadrach in Sula was the one that knocked me over the first time. Uh, the book Sula, you remember Sula, she had a rose tattoo over one eye. <laughs> was a homage to Tennessee Williams. Uh, Shadrach was the spectacle of shattered manhood in that book. Um, he had gone permanently mad. Uh, in this book, Smart Money is still trying, still struggling, still trying to get uh, past it, trying to understand or be understood. Who knows which is more important? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking here at Toni Morrison's Nobel Lecture, how she's talking about trying to reach the young people. Here come Veronica. Here come Veronica trying to touch the young people with the language and figure out whether or not the young people are going to going to save the language or whether they're going to uh what is it use it to oppress i don't know it says here well let's call them the thought police the police people uh i notice a funny thing after 78 years i noticed that words don't mean what they meant when i first learned them they're different big difference and good afternoon everybody <laughs> Veronica, back together again by popular demand. We got it. Okay. All right. So now, (laughs) money, 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 money. No, this is a fun drive. Jennifer, thank you so much for showing up today and sharing your creativity and all your hard work with us here at KPFA and the world. So now I'm reaching out today to your listening audience, the ones that love you even more than we do here at KPFA. I don't know how that's possible, but I want you to go ahead and uh, pick up the phone and dial. Indicate your support for what Jennifer's doing here. I'm out of breath because I just... You got walk. it. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Okay, so 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. 
Of course, you can always uh, donate online uh www.kpfa.org so i want to tell you about our thank you gifts so what we have available in store for you is this wonderful book home by tony morrison you absolutely have to read this book you have to this book is so poetic it's less than 200 pages and let me tell you you will spend days reading this book because every single line is just so deep and so intense and so lovely. Do you agree, Jennifer? It's kind of Talk scary. It's kind of a scary. You know, Toni Morrison, she doesn't fool around. She doesn't play at no, all, but no, you no know, it ending. will make you think, definitely. So yeah. $60 uh, for that book. We only have five copies. Call area code 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. And also we have available as a thank you Telegraph then and now by Jennifer Stone. The very oh, this Jennifer Stone right yeah. here. It's Telegraph Avenue then. I'm afraid we okay. lost a word there. Telegraph Avenue then, then it's and a crazy old memoir about uh, you know how it was in the 60s and 70s, for just se- like it is now. For 75 dollars, <laughs> you can get your own autograph copy of Telegraph then Avenue then, isn't it? And now also, anyway. It, it might not be now, but it's definitely then. Back Very then. close, 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. There is the first one, Jennifer. Thank God. We Back have the pioneer. The so all we need is about five more people on the line. I know oh, there are folks in the phone room. Back and in the day. it's an opportunity for you to support Jennifer. Jennifer deserves it, okay? Jennifer is our very own local treasure, and we have her here at KPFA. We're really lucky, and I want you to demonstrate your support if you believe that's true by calling area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. You can get the book Home by Toni Morrison. This is just out this year, Telegraph Avenue, Avenue then, then by Jennifer Stone. <laughs> I suggest you get them both for 125. That saves absolutely. Your time, and if you can't do 125 all at once, we'll take payments. You'll be paying around 11 dollars a month or something like that for yeah. 12 months somewhere. Yeah. This is plus a or minus. Yeah, so, she, but Jennifer, we need people to call. Okay, that's the most important the, thing. The poetic along with the political. You know, you got to. You got to. We have one caller on the line. We have less than. Three minutes to go on Jennifer's show. Telephone number 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. There are two people on the line. Thank you so much. Now, we have a goal here. They told us to raise $1,200, Jennifer. Oh, my God. We I can do No, we can do it with your help. 510 That's two months. Two months money for me. 5732 or 1-800-439-5732. It's a drop in the bucket for people who drink coffee every day. Oh, at Starbucks. Well, I'm so, living on a social security check. $1,200 to me, that's off the top. There's the third caller. Thank you so much. Oh, I might as well thank the food donors while I'm at it. Be Healthy it. Honey, Donna's Tamales, Natural Grocery Company, and Plurn Thai Restaurant in Berkeley. They're right around the corner. We have four people on the line. Thank you so much. Now, if we get 10 people to call in and pledge $125 to get both these magnificent books, Home and Telegraph Avenue, then. I want Autograph by Jennifer Stone, <laughs> 510-848-5732. Work with me, Jennifer. I 1-800-439-5732 or securely online, but we'd rather have you call right now. Show us the money. Exactly. 510 510- <laughs> 
eight four. You know, she's only this way when I'm up in here, okay? Show so me the money. Show uh, me the money. one eight hundred four three nine five seven two two. We have two callers on the line. Thank you so much. Can we get four more? I don't even know if there are four people in there, but if four people call, we can get folks to answer the phone. Five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. This is um Stone's throw with that's Jennifer Stone. True. That engineer and has a lean and hungry look. Your yeah. last, uh, that's Jill. Thank you, Jill, our Jill, wonderful engineer. Jill needs food. <laughs> anyway, look, this is a serious thing, Jennifer. This is what we're trying to do. We're raising money to support the ongoing process here, which includes Cover to Cover Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone on Tuesday, every Tuesday, from 3 to 3.30 right here at 94.1 FM KPFA. Okay, now, if you get the book home, you will learn a lot about the thinking process of someone who has... Uh, well, PTSD from the war, but also even more engaging is his relationships uh, in the community with various people, how he travels through life. He's a survivor. So pick up a phone and call 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. Jennifer, I don't know what you mm-hmm. told them yeah, he needs about to take this care book. You need to take care of his sister. Now, you know how many brothers are willing to do that. I mean, really. I don't know l- any. Lay down their oh, life. No, no, no. For I the women in their family. Don't yes. tell them that what happens, Jennifer. Let I them won't, get I the won't, book. I won't. Read I won't. it for themselves. Okay. We have less than a minute left for you to call. 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732-www.kpfa.org. Okay. Guess what? Our over, overall goal for this fun drive is $285,000. We're we're at two, two, one, nine, four, seven, just for your information. So we still need your help. www.kpf.